Welcome to Hustle and Pro Season 2, talking sports in Frisco from youth to pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Welcome to Hustle and Pro. Today we're talking about cheer. So yes, we've talked about cheer before, but the Netflix series that got so popular, Cheer, really got me thinking, and um, I've been wanting to talk about it lately, and I love it so much. I love watching those athletes. I love watching the behind the scenes of them training. And one of the things that kind of came out of that that's been making me think is all of the injuries that we've seen on that show. Now, I love cheer, so I'm not a cheer hater. I'm not bashing cheer as a sport. I love it. I participated in it when I was young. My children or my daughter has participated in it. I've been involved with it. So I do love it and I like to watch it. So I'm not hating on it, but you also kind of, as a parent, you should also, you know, realize that it's important to talk about. Um, and I found it really interesting when I read that of the 22 most popular sports in the U.S., cheer has the second highest proportion of injuries resulting in time lost of at least three weeks. So I'll say that again. Of the 22 most popular sports, cheer is number two when it comes to serious injuries. And they're saying those are injuries that result in lost time of at least three weeks. So yeah, we know that the football players are out there getting hurt. That's another topic. But what we don't really think about as much is that the cheerleaders on the sidelines and the cheerleaders competing for their club or their school or their gym are really getting hurt more than 20 of the other most popular sports in the U.S. So I had a conversation with Dr. Troy Smarava at the, he's a director of sports medicine at Children's Health Andrews Institute. And so we talked a little bit about why he's seeing some of these high injury um, numbers. You know, he's seeing them in ankles and shoulders, ribs, back, and concussions. What are you seeing when we talk about chair specifically as the most common injuries? Yes. So when we talk about cheerleading, I think cheerleading, um, most of the increase in injuries that we're seeing has a lot to do with the, uh, the, the high level of competitiveness and the higher level of skills that the um, cheerleaders are doing. So like anything, as you become more competitive, you try to do more things to make yourself um, seem better. Yeah. So we're start, we start to see is a lot of cheerleaders and cheerleader groups are doing more stunts and um, that type of activities. So because of that, uh, we're seeing more acute injuries in cheerleading versus more overuse injuries. Um, and uh, what we can see is that probably the most common type of injury we see are strains and sprains. And, and that's probably counts for about a little over half of all injuries are due to the sprains and strains. Um, then there's also um, fractures and dislocations. Uh, and I think the biggest thing that we're seeing is a, a large increase uh, in injuries are concussions in cheerleaders. And uh, I think because of the nature of the high level of skill and a high level of stunting, that now we're, we're seeing a larger number of cheerleaders that are, are getting concussions. And we see that because they're, they're, there's a lot more stunting where they're more likely to fall or hit their head. Um, right, hit, during, it, hit their head or get, or get landed on if they're a bottom row. Correct, you know, right? exactly. So I also want you to kind of understand 
why these are happening, what he's seeing, specifically when you're talking about overuse. So why is overuse even happening? Dr. Troy explains to us that those specializing in sports so early is really like it's you're competing like a professional on a professional schedule and you're applying it to a young athlete whose body isn't really fully developed. Their bodies are not ready to take on that amount of stress over long periods of time. We do find that in youth sports that early specialization has um, resulted in a lot more overuse injuries. Um, so we know that uh, like things like baseball, um, that a, is a very prominent one where kids are specialized early in baseball and do a lot of throwing and pitching um, and doing it year-round. So it's, it's kind of a combination of early specialization, um, year-round uh, participation in, in one single sport, and being uh, trained and competing like a professional. And what I mean by that is that they're taking the, the training schedules and the types of things that they do in professional athletes and adults trying to um, apply them to younger athletes. And the problem with that is that a young athlete's body is not yet fully developed and have the capability to um, handle that amount of stress over that period of time with the same type of activity. This is where the parent side of it comes back in. And I understand we all want our kids to be great at something and excel in a sport. But I feel like we are doing them a disservice when we put them in a sport and have them do a year-round focus and specialize in a specific competitive sport when they're, too, when they're young. These younger athletes need rest. They need recovery time. They need time away from doing that repetitive action so that their body can heal. And when you don't give them that time and they're just going, 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 you're going to see those strains and sprains and the fractures and the increasing all of these long-term injuries. Back injuries are a really big one when you talk about tumbling and that over, 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 time after time after time, they're hurting their, their back possibly. And they're just continuing to do it because they're really not taking the appropriate amount of downtime. Back injuries in cheerleading and gymnastics, that's more of an overuse uh, injury than, a, than an actual catastrophic or traumatic injury to the lower back. Yes, there are some that do get uh, strains and sprains and, and, and contusions of their lower back. But with the, the overuse component where they're doing a lot of training, so a lot of the tumbling um, requires a lot of back extension mm -hmm. um, and back extension activities. And there's a, there's a condition called spondylolysis, which is a stress fracture in lower back. And a gymnast is probably um, an athlete that's the highest risk. And these stress fractures usually develop between the ages of 12 and 16. And then, as you mentioned before, peak age for the high competitiveness of gymnasts are at the ages of 12 to 16. Mm. Um, that's kind of a, uh, a unique thing that we see in gymnasts, as well as cheerleaders who are doing a lot of uh, tumbling as well. I learned talking to Dr. Troy that um, Children's Health Andrews Institute they have a pediatric dance um, medicine program, which I thought was pretty cool. I didn't realize that they kind of specially looked out for dancers and cheerleaders, um, and they have specific rehab special for them based on their 
the dance type or the cheering that they're doing, and they have modified um, recovery programs for them. Um, they're trained to prevent specific injuries because, you know, cheerleaders and dancers have a completely different range of flexibility than your average athlete. They are so beyond flexible that um, they have to they have to be prepared differently and they have to be rehabbed differently to get past their injury and get back to that same uh, range and flexibility to keep them at their competition level. So our dance program basically it focuses on a couple of areas. Uh, the the uh, most importantly is when an, when a dancer is injured is we want to make sure that they have the appropriate rehabilitation that's specific for um, getting back into the, the, the things that they do in dance. And, and we do that by having a facility that has um, a, a unique dance floor, um, a bar and a mirror, so that the therapist can mimic or do some of the things that the dancer will do on a dance floor and show them some modifications, things that they can do during their recovery period, and also guide them through and get them back to the dance um, movements that they're going to typically do uh, in the dance studio. The second thing is is more of an injury prevention um, type of uh, dance injury prevention type of assessment. So looking at uh, a young dancer's um, body alignment, look at flexibility, um, strength and stability, and not just in just a normal athletic uh, movement, but what they have to do uh, in, a, in a dance, because dancers uh, do certain types of movements in certain type of positions that aren't, uh, that are unique to dance that aren't done in the other sports. And then the third thing that we do, we do what's called a, a, a pre-point assessment. So we'll look at a dancer and, and, and look and see um, if they're ready and what they need to do to be fully ready to go on point and give them guidelines, prepare them for, to get on point. The goal is that they come in at least a year before they're starting to go on point so that for a year's time, we can help them and guide them with, uh, with, in conjunction with their studio as they prepare to go on point. I guess the bottom line is that overuse is causing so much more injury than I realized. I really didn't ever expect for cheer to be ranked number two out of all these 22 sports. And so I think it's important that we care for our young athletes and giving them a break, um, taking them off the mat every little while that we, every time we can, every off season, give them an off season. So year-round isn't always the best thing for them to get better at their sport because it might actually be making them take a couple steps back in the long run when they're getting injured because they don't have downtime and their body doesn't have the time to rest, rest and recover. So I don't know, parents, just take that into consideration as you're, as you're pushing your child athlete forward or as they are pushing themselves forward. Maybe it's not even you wanting them to do year-round sports um, or sport year-round, rather. Maybe it's them, but urge them to take an off-season, let them heal, and they'll be better off for it in the long run. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Hustle & Pro. I hope that you subscribe on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, and we'll see you next week.